The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. How are you? How was your weekend? Been a new week, a lot of new things to discuss. Utah State on the road tonight. Well, this team just does not have a break. <laughs> it's like one game after another, uh, and they haven't had much time to uh, uh, lick their wounds after their loss against Colorado State, turn back around and have to face a UNLV team on the road. Um, and a, a team that beat them pretty soundly last year. Uh, so can they get revenge, or will it be a repeat of what we saw a year ago. So we'll talk a little bit about that, the matchups tonight and that one, uh, where things are currently in the, the standings of the Mountain West Conference. The latest uh, RPI rankings in high school basketball are out today. We'll update you on the NCAA net rankings, which were revealed. Um, busy weekend for the Jazz, the NFL, pick six. Aji, there was a lot of things to uh, unpack from what happened over the weekend. But if you ask Boise State Media... Aggies have really got it easy. I mean, they've they've had a cakewalk the whole entire way. And <laughs> oh, yeah, that's They've got right. a cakewalk the rest of the way, too, by the way, because we get 1,600 fans, and because those 1,600 fans are going to be on the court and play against the Colorado State Rams and the Boise State Broncos, we are favored in every single way. That's – sorry, but, you know, that's that's how it is. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's tough, man. And and this UNLV team is, is starting to put it together. Uh, winners of four straight. Um, uh, Coach uh, Smith was very complimentary of Coach T.J. Altenberg and, and what he's doing over there. And, and of course, they've got, that, uh, they've got that Hamilton stud who's just a monster. And I said it before and I'll say it again. Once they put it together over there in Las Vegas, that's going to be a very tough team. Like They are not going to be an easy out when it comes to the Mount West Conference Tournament. And whoever draws them, first blood, yikes. That's a, that's a tough, tough draw to have to take if, if we get all 11 teams into uh, Las Vegas for the Mount West Conference Tournament come March. Yeah, this is a, this is a team that has a couple different transfers. Um, they, they've got some great individual players. And that's been the thing with UNLV. They've had great individual players. But getting to play collectively as a team has kind of been their struggle. When they're on, they're really tough to beat. But if they're not playing collectively, the 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 team that plays as a team can beat these individual players. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's more about playing team basketball than playing individually. And if you try to do the individual stuff against the Aggies, it, you're just, it's going to get shut down really, really quickly. Uh, and that you have to avoid that. You have to avoid playing one-on-one basketball versus the Aggies because they can get you defensively. The great, not excuse me, not the great thing. <laughs> uh, the thing that Colorado State did against Utah State is they erased the one-on-one play and started playing team basketball. That's where a lot of their points and assists came from is because they were moving the ball. Um, a good shot found a better shot, whether it was from the perimeter or inside, um, and and they just it just took care of the Aggies. And not to mention they got out physical too to Utah State. So. Uh, I expect, I expect Utah State to come back and, and and play with some little bit more fierceness, a little bit more toughness mentally and physically. Um, I don't think it'll be the cakewalk win that some people think it will be, 
but I still think it's uh, it's a naggy win. Yeah, let's compare apples to apples. Right, there's some common opponents here. Uh, Utah State played New Mexico, so did they. Utah State played Colorado State, so did they. You know, in Utah State, they, they dismantled New Mexico. Um, UNLV was a little bit closer contest in their second of two games. Their first game, they took care of business, beat them by 23 points. Uh, their second game, they only beat them by seven, but still, they, they took care of the Lobos. Against the Rams, they lost both of those games against Colorado State in Fort Collins, but each of those games, a single possession, just a three-point shot would have tied the game and sent it into overtime. Game one, 74-71. Game two, 83-80. So this is a team that can play competitively against some of the best teams in the Mountain West. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's... Again, it's it, it's just what kind of a what kind of a UNL team you're gonna get. Are you gonna get the one that played against Colorado State and played them really tough? Are you gonna get the team that you know uh, got flattened? I can't remember what conference game it was, um, but got flattened by fifteen, maybe I can't remember what it was, uh, just because it was all individual stuff. And, and there was just no team basketball. I think they were in single digits assist by at halftime. Like it was just horrible, horrible basketball on their part. And do that against Utah State tonight, who's one of the best defensive teams, if not the best defensive team in the league. Uh, this thing is going to turn into a route really, really quickly. Well, their game against uh, their, their second game against New Mexico, uh, really both games against New Mexico, they held them to fifty-four and forty-six. Wow! So it's a team that that defensively can be could be a bit of a challenge. I'm telling you, whoever gets them in the Mount West tournament first draw is going to be is going to be hurting. Even if they get out of there with a win, they're they're going to be exhausted going into game two. I, I promise you that. Uh, by the way, love to get your text messages in from all the great things that happened over the weekend. I guess even not so great things that happened over the weekend. Was Fourth, there not great things that happened over the weekend? Uh, depends on which team you're pulling for in the uh, conference championship games on Sunday. Uh, four three five three oh, three nine. For Brady, what are you talking about? Three three nine zero three two one. I was uh, two seven eight seven. Text in. Great weekend. Loved Brady and the Bucks ah, beating Rodgers. Two seven eight seven was and loved the Chiefs win. Okay, well here's the thing. After my Bucks, as a lifelong fan, watching the Buccaneers now get to their second Super Bowl is such a cool thing. You know, I've been. I've been there through the miserable years. <laughs> you've you've been there all this time. You know, when they had young right, things since were going Warren well. Sapp. Steve Bono, you know, uh you know, we had some tough, tough years. And then John Gruden came and we got Mike Allstott and um, you know, got to a Super Bowl with uh, Derek Brooks and the defense leading the way. And now we're back again. Um it, it, again, it's a dream come true for a lot of us Bucks fans. Who was their quarterback five years ago? Well, it, it depends. I think it was Jameis Winston. <laughs> and then, um, who was it ten then, years ago? <laughs> um, oh, it was uh, uh, Brad Johnson. And, you have no um, clue. Yes, what is Brad Johnson? And then, um, and then uh, he got injured and then retired. Um, but yeah, you know, it, uh, you know, we had Warwick. Man, we had some talent, and now. We're back, you know, and, and as a New England Patriots fan, lifelong fan that I am too, because um, you got to get you get one NFC and one AFC team is the unwritten rule. Oh, so that what it is, and so, <laughs> and so uh, it's 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 crazy. Like you know, Brady left the Patriots. It's a, it's like LeBron James. 
Brady leaves the Patriots. They don't go to the playoffs. Goes to the Bucks, who hadn't been to the playoffs in how long, and then takes them to the Super Bowl for the first time in 18 years. Like, holy crap, man! How impressive that is. Um, again, I've uh, I just I sent a message off to Brady last night on Facebook and uh, um, let him know my well wishes and uh, mm. looking forward to seeing him win another ring in a couple weeks. Now, a lot of the talk today and since Sunday has been. What a contrast in styles uh, of management between the Bucks and the Packers. Tampa Bay did uh, some things, a lot of different things over the last year to put a team together with Tom Brady at the helm to get them to this point. Whereas the Packers just kind of went on a steady as we go. They didn't make dramatic moves. They had opportunities to do so, whether in the draft or the trade, making trades, um, or in free agency for that matter, and they didn't. I mean, they had a good pro, uh, product. They had a good team that got to the conference championship game, but they didn't make dramatic moves like the Buccaneers did to get them to the to the ultimate goal is to the Super Bowl. Come on, the Packers again, right? Yeah. So here's the problem: is that according to a incredibly talented writer over at the Des News, who does very little research on Utah State, and then goes out there and publishes an article which is just absolute trash. Ryan McDonald, I'm talking to you. Um, of the Deseret News, what a uh, just pathetic effort once again, which we shouldn't be surprised by. Um, <laughs> Jordan Love was a mistake to be drafted, even though he didn't play a single snap. He didn't have anything to do with the game itself. Everybody thinks a mistake that they drafted Jordan Love. By the way, Rodgers, I think, is gone. And, I mean, just the fact that on fourth and goal, with just over two minutes left, down by eight, you don't go for it. Instead, you take the deficit from 8 to 5, and then you pray like heck that you're going to try and stop Brady and the Bucks, And then that doesn't even work. And then and So essentially, you had four timeouts, and you lost everything in about two minutes and two seconds. Well, in those inter- they picked off Brady so many times in the second half. Oh, and it, turned it, into, throws too. it turns into nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they got nothing out of that? all the things that they did yeah. right. They got nothing out of it. And then... Brady or uh, uh, Rogers has an opportunity to rush it in. Instead, he opts to throw. Um, then they instead of going for it, they, they go for the the third the uh, the field goal. It just a lot of weird calls by that coaching staff. And I I get Aaron Rodgers would be frustrated by all that. But is he gone next year? I kind of doubt it. Why? Why don't you think he's gone? You think he wants to stay in Lambeau and play with third and fourth round picks? And and play for a coach who doesn't want to go for it on fourth and goal in the NFC Championship game. They doesn't trust his team to get a touchdown and two point conversion. Look, if you don't get the touchdown, Brady's got to start from his own five, and you still have four timeouts left and spare change. And instead, you want to kick the field goal to go down to five. Like this, I mean, it made no sense at all. If I'm Aaron, I'm looking elsewhere. I'm looking for a coach who will trust me who will build around me, who will give me weapons. Because guess what? That's why Brady left New England. It wasn't because they wouldn't let Alex Guerrero as BFFL into the locker room. It wasn't because Giselle hated the cold weather. It was because they wouldn't spend for the weapons that Brady needed. So he takes off. He goes to Tampa Bay. They get, they get I mean, they have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. They get Rob Gronkowski. They get Leonard Fournette. Well, they had those wide receivers there before. Rob Gronkowski wasn't there. No. But Leonard Fournette was not there, and they well, can. He was a 
he was in Jacksonville. Uh, I guess that's true, yeah. And they trade, and then they they end, I don't know if they traded for him or if they got him off a free agency list. They get him to Tampa Bay. They get two. I I mean, one of them's a Pro Bowl offensive lineman, by the way. The other one's coming off a great year. They get two offensive linemen to help protect Brady, and here we are. Like they they showed and they proved to Brady that they wanted to make sure they could build a team around where they could win now. Rodgers hasn't had that since two thousand seven. I'd say oh seven, not even two thousand ten when they won the Super Bowl. Did he have that much help? With, with the exception of Jordy Nielsen. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I just if you're if you're Rodgers, I think you look elsewhere, and then with a the talent like Matthew Stafford on the on the list now. Deshaun Watson on the list, or Lawrence also be obviously be a first round pick. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great quarterback talent that is going to be needing a new home, which could make this a very, very salivating offseason for a lot of GMs. Where would he go? Where would he fit? I which, think the yeah, question. which team is set up right now where he could walk in? Like for Tom Brady, that was a decent team. They just had a bad quarterback. Yeah, you swap out the quarterback. They already have good offensive line. They also already have dynamic wide receivers. He could step in there. Yes, they made a few additional moves to help, but for Aaron Rodgers, where is he going to walk in? It's already set up for him to you know be the missing he, piece. Do you know where he would absolutely thrive? Is Arizona. He would be great. DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald alone make that a potential lethal offense. The defense, I feel like, is there. Are they one of the best defenses in the league? No. In the NFC, yes. Arizona would be a great fit for him. And I know Kyler Murray's there, but I think we we find that Kyler Murray still needs a year or two to grow. And I think Aaron Rodgers coming in, and, I mean, you're not benching Murray. You're just saying, hey, look, we want a guy who's going to come in and help lead you and show you you things about the offense that could help improve it and improve yourself. I think Rodgers would be great over there. Um, I think Rams would be a good fit, honestly. I think L.A. would be a great fit. I don't think Jerry Goff's going to be in L.A. I think he's gone, too. I don't know who picks up Goff, either. And, by the way, whoever does, we'll use him as a backup, not a starter. He's part of that young, dynamic group of quarterbacks that I talked about the other day. Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers, need some help. Hmm. That would be interesting. I know. I, I mean, I know that I just mentioned three teams out of the NFC West, but <laughs> Warren Cities, uh, two of them in California, back in Rogers' home. He played at Cal. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. That's Send a great him point. Home. Yep. That's. I mean, that's that's attractive if you're Rogers. That's really attractive. And the question is because I think he still has three or four more, three more years on I his deal. He had three years. Three years on his deal. Packers are going to want something back. But I don't know if the cards are really in their hand. So uh, nine three one five texts in. I just think if Boise Peps are saying stuff like that, it means we're really good, or you wouldn't need to make excuses in case they lose to Utah State <laughs> when we play them. That's true. Again, we're going to Boise State, so if we do split, I don't want to hear a thing from the Boise State people. Let's <laughs> be very clear. Uh, 9315 also adds, if we play like we did on the first time we played Colorado, we will win tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Got to play team basketball. Uh, one last from 9315. Is AJ a Bucks fan now that Brady is in the Super Bowl Whoa. and not a New England fan? Whoa. Yeah, he Whoa. just he traded in his jersey. No, I clarified... 
I've been a lifelong Bucks fan. I've been a lifelong no, you have not. Patriots fan. I have too. <laughs> Derek Brooks, Mike Allstott's my man. Yeah. Uh, um, 2409. Trent Dilfer? Still talking about football. The decision to kick the field goal was horrible, but half the quarterbacks in the league would have ran the ball in on third down yeah. instead of throwing it out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, no. Rodgers needs to take a little bit of the blame himself. I, amen. I, that's a great point, 2409. Um, third and goal. He has five yards. He probably has three extra yards in the end zone when he gets there. Like, cause, cause, cause the the receiver that was in the corner of the end zone uh, was fronting the defensive back, and Rogers just panicked, just panicked. Didn't need to, and he did. I mean, but I think I mean, when you're playing an NFC Championship game, your mind's gonna kind of go different places. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Rogers. Well, and there's a couple of throws that Rogers I think would love to have back too. Now, granted, he hit a couple of receivers in the numbers, and they dropped him. So, yeah, it just—I mean, look—you look at—I mean, you look at the whole like the, that four-down set series wasn't good at all. Uh, one five three four Rogers to Vegas. Ooh, I like this. See, now that's good, and Gruden would take that in a heartbeat. What's their wide receiver core like? I- I think Amari Cooper's still there. No, is he in Dallas? I think he's, no, in, he's Dallas. in Dallas. I don't know, but I bet you they'd be willing to build around Rodgers. They went, yeah. I think they'd build around Rodgers. That's a ooh. Rodgers to Vegas would be great. That'd be a that'd be a sexy name to have as you start <laughs> having fans in your arena yeah. next year. Well, and then what? I mean, what guys? What players wouldn't want to go to Vegas and play with Aaron Rodgers, right? Wow, yeah. What talent wouldn't want to be like, yeah, I'll go to Las Vegas and play with Aaron Rodgers under John Gruden? Absolutely. And Aaron Rodgers would would understand the complexity of John Gruden's offense, but I think John Gruden would also go hand in hand in regards of letting Rodgers call his stuff. Like, and I just feel like he's been locked down over there in Green Bay for too long. Well, we heard about this uh, new coach that LaFleur and, and Rodgers were on the same page for a lot of things. Yeah. But I want to know what Rodgers thought when he uh, when he got called up the field to kick a field goal down eight with two minutes left in the NFC Championship game, though. Could have been a great conversation in his head. Uh, did not, it, I mean, did it blow your mind? Yes. I was surprised. I was surprised. You're, you you play to win the game. Mm-hmm. You don't play to be safe. You play to win. You play to win the game. Uh, the other one, the Chiefs and the Bills. Boo. Good for Andy Reid. Good for Darwin Thompson. Wait. Yeah, good for Andy. Good for Darwin Thompson. <laughs> yeah, good for Darwin. Good for Jordan Love to make it to the NFC Championship game. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do that. <laughs> 2787, why is there so much hate for Boise out there? They are winners hmm. and make a lot of money for the Mountain West. Okay. Yes, that does include Utah State. <laughs> Embrace the Broncos, Aggie no, Nation. Don't, 27, don't do this. Don't antagonize our fans. Don't do this. We're simply just kind of, you know, throwing a little bit of elbow at the wonderful Bronco media who've complained that there is an advantage for the Aggies, that they got Colorado State at home, even though they split the series, 
that they get Nevada at home, even though Nevada is really not as good as we all thought they were, uh, and that they have to go to Boise State to end it. Like, okay, here's here's down. what I'll say: Boise State has consistently been at around a fourteen to seventeen net ranking. Consistently, they're still not in the top twenty-five. They only have one loss, and that was in the opener. They should be in the top twenty-five. They're just on the outside looking in. Why they aren't in the top 25 at this point in the season it baffles me. So I will say that. They deserve to be in the top 25. Uh, 6543, please comment about the officiating in the game. That's true. Okay, there so, were some very questionable calls. That PI well, late. You mean no calls? Well, what, he, he just trips up. And they call a PI. No, he had his jersey. Oh, come on. Eric, he's a step ahead of him. The guy grabs his jersey. What do you want him to do? You can't be like this with a whole handful of jersey and the guy's trying to run and not call that. Now, look, the hand fighting going on on, I think, what, there was, uh, there's one towards the end zone. There was, there was, a, and there was a missed call, I think, towards the end of the half where uh, the Green Bay Packer receiver, I think, was grabbed before. That's a missed call. Absolutely. Flat out. But you can't tell me that the guy's dragging himself, grabbing onto the receiver's jersey, and you can't call that. That would be egregious in every way possible. He tripped himself up with his no, own feet. Oh, okay, so That's wait. Why he fell down. Oh, was that before he grabbed his jersey, though? I'm just wondering because I think we may have been watching a different game because I'm pretty sure he grabbed his jersey, let go, and then he lost his feet. It wasn't about the contact on the feet. It was that he grabbed his jersey. That's where the P.I. came from. But you're 6543 spot on. Like, it was just, it was consistently, I mean, it was consistent. They just didn't call anything until it was an egregious one, and then you have to call it. You have to call that, Eric. If you don't, what do you, <laughs> we got Saints, Rams, and well, the Well, if you're going to let them play, let them play. They are Don't playing. all of a sudden. But you can't just grab his jersey and be like this. Hold at the on, last minute, oh, we're going to call everything it's not, now. It's not the last minute. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't matter. You still can't go, like, if I'm grabbing your coat as you're going out for a route, and you're a step ahead of me, which you never would be. But if you were, you would scream for pass interference. I would use crafty veteran moves. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine what those would be. Call. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's no. It was the right call. They should have called it. I'm glad they called it. Uh, of course and, you are. No, no. And, and by the way, and don't blame the refs. Blame Matt LaFleur and blame Aaron Rodgers in his offense. Yeah, Don't blame Green, the refs. Green Bay holds its own level of responsibility for sure. what happened there. But but what? You there can't were some questionable so things that did not get called and a few that did get called. Oh, they didn't call anything all night until he egregiously, openly grabbed his jersey <laughs> and got dragged three yards. And when he's like a step behind him, you have to call that. We might be thinking of a different play. Oh, I'm sure we're thinking of a different game in a different <laughs> year. Oh. <laughs> Nine four six three, really good comment. Okay, is it time to consider Tom Brady the best athlete of all time? Like in any sport, in terms of being successful at your job? Oh wow! I mean, he's got to be number one, right? Like, who else would be close? MJ, LeBron, Joe Montana, Michael Phelps, Babe Ruth. Let's do it. Let's let's talk about it right now. I'm in. I'm totally in on this conversation. <sighs> Tom Brady went from the AFC to the NFC. And beat Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers on the road. He's been to, he'll go to his 10th Super Bowl. 10th. That is more than, actually, excuse me, is that the Cowboys and Niners combined? I think. 
or still I can't or Steelers and Broncos combined alone. He's been to ten Super Bowls. He's um he nearly had an undefeated season before getting beat by Eli Manning and the Giants, led by Michael Strahan as well. He's he's taken like guys like Wes Welker to Pro Bowls. Julian Edelman is a Super Bowl MVP now, and I guarantee you he wouldn't be one with anybody else. Right, he's turned junk projects into Super Bowl teams, something that not even Aaron Rodgers can do. So it's an interesting discussion. Like, what would you, what kind of criteria would you place there as far as greatest of all time across any sport? Okay, I, mean, I think of like. Champ- uh, so this is where championships come in. Then. Oh, but what about like uh, someone like Muhammad Ali? Should he be considered in that discussion? Yeah, I think like Michael Phelps with all the gold medals that he's won in multiple years of. Olympics. Okay, so maybe there's an individual goat, and then there's a like, I don't know, like a team. Go- I mean, because Michael there's Phelps, individual team goat, and then there's a gat, greatest athlete. <laughs> Okay, well, athlete and player is different too because we're like, well, Tom Brady ran like a five nine, you know, in his forty or whatever. But here's the thing: is like, right. Michael, you considered NASCAR drivers if, athletes? If Michael Phelps winning nine or is it eleven gold? Was it nine gold medals? Right or eleven? Uh, right. That guy's got a lot of hard. There's no team or there's there's not a lot of team orientation there. It is him and him by himself. Tom Brady has help around him, but. He still got to help lead the team. Michael Jordan had help around him, but Michael Jordan had to carry his team to, honestly, had to carry his team to six championships. And here's the other part to it. Michael Jordan, 6-0, and never lost one and won all six finals MVPs. Brady lost three Super Bowls. Two of them you could blame on the defense, absolutely, but Brady still didn't play the, his greatest game in the Super Bowl. So I, I would still, I, I think if I were to, if I were to order it, well, here, here, nine, four, six, three. Okay. In terms of being the best at his job. Oh, Tom Brady. Okay. He's got to be number one. Yes. He says. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other sports that had great athletes. Uh, good point. Nine, four, six, three. Tiger Woods. Oh, on good one. Too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tiger, absolutely. Muhammad Ali, absolutely. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. Here's the thing, though. If I had to order it, I'd put MJ, and then I'd put Tom Brady. Again, MJ never lost. True, but MJ walked away from the game a couple of times. And then came back and won three more in a row. Who does that? Who, like, Brett Favre walked from the game and then came back and got the crap kicked out of some more. <laughs> like, Michael Jordan went and won three in a row, beat Magic Johnson, beat Clyde Drexler, beat Barkley, left the game, went and played baseball, went to a different sport, came back, and then won three in a row again. That's incredible. That's stupid. If Tom Brady were to leave, go play baseball, come back, Tom Brady would not be the same player. He could not do what Jordan did. No way. No way. Absolutely not happening. That could be a good Friday Five best. I, you know what? 9463, I think you got our minds rolling there. I, we're going to have to do it. The greatest of all time, regardless of sport. Regardless of sport. And you have to have good reason, like good factual reason to why. Well, lots, a lot more texts have coming through. We'll get to those. We do need to take a quick time out here in the Full Court Press. Love the participation coming in. 435-339-0321. Recapping the weekend that was. Uh, 
the AFC NFC Championship games over the weekend. One certainly had more controversy than the other. The Aggies get ready for UNLV tonight. Still a lot to discuss. NCAA net rankings, the high school RPI. Still more to come here on the Full Court Press. Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press, Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson here on The Fan. Look, a lot of great messages coming in to the show today. Keep keep them coming. Yeah. 8798, the Packers lost that game in the last play of the first half. Yeah, see, I mean, you it's know what? 8798, Bad defensive awareness. How do you not have three guys guarding the goal line? If they get anything before that, fine, they'll kick a field goal, but there's six seconds left. How do you get beat? How do you let your guy get outside edge and then is able to beat you? That's just... What a horrible, horrible, horrible job by the coaching staff and by the players as well. I mean, that's eight seven nine eight spot on. So, Eric, it wasn't on that pass interference call, which was pass interference. It was on eight. It was on what eight nine eight seven nine eight said that last play of the second half. Spot on. Love it. Yeah, but despite that, Green Bay still had multiple chances in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, with those takeaways, oh, heavens, yeah. but just with their clock management and some of their decisions at the, near the goal line, just bad. Uh, two four zero nine. If you're counting championships, it's pretty hard to beat Bill Russell's eleven NBA championships or Yogi Berra's uh, ten World Series. Mm, good point. That's a good point. Yeah, where does Bill Russell end up? Yogi uh, Berra, man, that's a good one. A lot of us suffer from recency bias. We forget about sure, those years. Yeah. Those Boston Celtics teams just Larry Bird destroyed everybody. But and so again, you know what? Actually. Here's what I want to do with our wonderful, our, our awesome, awesome listeners. I want them to create the criteria for us to do a Friday Five Best Greatest of All Time. What is our criteria? Because I mean, or else we were going to have to like, put it together ourselves. Listeners, text in to 435-339-0321. What is the criteria to be considered an all-time great? The greatest athlete of all, all time. time. No, wait. Are we doing greatest athlete or greatest player? Because if it's athlete, like Bo Jackson's going to be up there, right? Well, that's I mean, the the best at what they do for where they were. Okay, okay, there you go. Good. The best I at like what it. they do for where they were. I like it. That, and I want the listeners to create the criteria for us, and we'll follow that criteria to the T. Uh, two four one seven text in that game was a lose lose for me as a Bears fan. I can't root for Green Bay, <laughs> and even though he may be the goat. I can't stand Tom Brady. <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I got to actually ask 2417 on this. So so it's true then. Like, even if you have a team, and I get it, your rivals, your hated rivals, Bears and Packers, but you would rather, who would he rather see win? If he had to choose, would it be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? I have to ask 2417. I've always wondered, like, as a Bears fan, would you rather see Rodgers or Brady go to the Super Bowl? Not that they win the Super Bowl, just who would go. and The mm. player you don't like or the team you don't, you don't like. like. Oh, that's a good question. Ooh. 247, got a chance, let us know. 1534, GOAT equals Joey Chestnut. Who's that? He's the guy that stuffs a ton of hot dogs in his face. Oh, dude, he's got a lot of championships, Competitive Eric. eating. And you know, he's doing you know, and he's been very versatile. You know, he sometimes just goes with Versatile. the goal where he just is able to just bam, shove it down in one gulp. Sometimes he takes his sweet time and just chews it 
and then swallows. Sometimes he'll uh, when Does he, he go can, across different food groups, not just hot dogs. He'll just shove the uh, hot dog down the throat and then spit the bun out. All right, I, I love that Joey Chestnut. I'm gonna have to uh, I'll have to watch some film on Mr. Chestnut and see what he's uh, got. Like a technique, I, I heard about this once. Like he squeezes the bun with the hot dog because it to get all the air out. He mashes it up before he tries to eat it. Really? Yeah. That's cheating. No, it's He's not cheating. cheating. It's not cheating. It's a hot you dog still have contest. To eat it. It's not a rolled up wiener dog contest. You still eat what's in front of you. Oh, that makes me. Uh, I can't watch those because I'm a big hot dog fan. And it would ruin everything for me. I can't imagine how the 24 hours after the contest <laughs> looks like for him. <laughs> yeah, dude. What's the, that's the <laughs> other part is like, what's the aftermath like? <laughs> I hate you for bringing that up. Does he go Shame like on you? Does he no, go? No, don't climb the uh, no, Empire State Eric, Building stairs to work off all the calories. Minutes. Do not do this to me. To work off calories like crazy. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> With bathrooms close by. <laughs> you have a problem. Uh, Hope you know that. Oh frick. Oh man. Uh, Nine four seven four. Lengthy text here, so hang with us. I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan, but it's fantastic to watch Rodgers lose. I just don't get that guy. In the postgame pressure, he's asked about not going for it on fourth down, and he throws his coach under the bus, then backs up over him. <laughs> How about you be a man and say, I had three chances to get it done, and I couldn't. What an arrogant idiot. <laughs> he wins, and he's the most talented ever. No one should have doubted him. He loses, and he's the most talented ever, and his coaches are morons. What a jerk. Okay, so here's the thing. I... I get what you're saying, 9474, but I also feel like I would have thrown my coaches underneath the bus, too. Like, excuse me, you're, you're going to kick a field goal with 220 left, and we're down eight on fourth and goal. So if we don't get it, Brady's got to start in his own backyard on this drive. Are we sure we know what we're doing here? And then if they have to punt it from their own 10, you're going to get great field position. Like, I just, I mean, I honestly was really, I, I think Matt LeFleur is going to get a lot more of the blame than Aaron Rodgers will, rightfully so. Rightfully so, I say. 2417 answers your question. Oh, okay. About Brady or Rodgers? Yeah, rooting against I'm a player guess, or rooting I'm against a team. Because everybody hates Tom Brady, so I'm going to say Brady because he's been there so many times. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, only because I would have Ooh. to vote for my division. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Boy, man, those yeah, those two teams hate each other. I wish we could see another good NFC Championship game with the talent on both ends equal. Hasn't been done in a while. I listen two four one seven, dude. I'm I'm pulling for you guys. Like I'm I'm pulling that you guys can get through the Packers one year and go to a Super Bowl. That'd be, I'd be all for it. Uh, eight seven nine eight text in cheering for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is like cheering for BYU. That will never happen. <laughs> bear down. Ah, he's a Bears fan. All right, we got a couple of Bears fans in here. All right, all right. So he says no on Aaron Rodgers. That so he would rather see Brady. But I mean, but he, I'm sure he doesn't want to see Brady either. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Aaron. Wow, man. We just need another. I want to see a fair rivalry between the Bears and the Packers for one season where the Bears don't have a crappy quarterback with good players around him, like with a great defense and a bad offense. I just want to see him have a great quarterback 
and a great defense and duke it out with Rodgers and the Packers. That's I just want to see that once. What if Rodgers went to Chicago? All right, eight seven nine eight, and uh, who's the other one we got? <laughs> Two four one seven. If Rodgers went to the Bears, would you be a Rodgers fan? That's actually good because I'll tell you this right now: if Peyton Manning would have went to the Patriots, I would have never ever bought a Peyton Manning Patriots jersey. I would have never worn it. I would have complimented him very subtly with a mean comment at the end because <laughs> I hate well, Peyton he's Manning. on your team. No, it doesn't matter. What if he took him he, to a Super Bowl? He played for the oh, And because won. of his play, they you won. You kidding me? And he's a Super he Bowl MVP. He would have took him to the Super Bowl. The defense would have... Bill Belichick would have took him to the Super Bowl. Not Peyton Manning. Let's make that very clear. Okay? There, there'd be no debate about the quarterback and coach. It would be flat out. The quarterback sucks, but the coach is great, and that's why we're here. Absolutely. Yeah. I, so it was the Broncos defense that uh, got his championship? Yeah, in what? And was it? You played no role in that. No, who won the Super Bowl MVP that year? Von Miller. <laughs> or yeah, don't. And I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're trying to do. I I, I can see it. I ain't falling for that crap. I want to know though. I kind of wonder if they would. You Bears fans, if 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 Rogers jumped to your team, would you just like welcome him with open arms and be hey, great to have you? They probably would, because they're better fans than I am. 3513 texts in. I second Joey Chestnut. No one has been more dominant. Just take a look at his championships with so many different food groups and contests. Oh, it's such a good text. Tom Brady, Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps, Carl Lewis, Serena Williams, and Jordan are all battling for second. <laughs> oh, that's so good. 3513. I love that. Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. I really need to watch that sometime and just see why he would be so dumb. To shove 75 hot dogs into his gullet. Like, let's, let's think about life before we make poor choices, young man. How old is he, by the way? I mean, what does his liver look like? He's, he looks like he's a healthy guy. He's not like some big, Okay, just because he's eating 75 hot dogs, and as you explained earlier, that the aftermath is yet to be seen, okay? <laughs> We don't know if he's hacking up those 75 hot dogs. You look at some of the guys that are that line up next to him, and they're like triple XL guys. <laughs> and there's this Joey Chestnut who looks like he's you know what? Maybe 5'9. Man, I thought 170. I thought YouTubing the snitch in that badminton game would be awesome. This is gonna be better. Joey Chestnut. While you do that, 9474. 75 hot dogs versus Matt Stoney? Oh, Okay, let's do this. Go Nine, ahead. 9474 texts in. Why should they have confidence in him? The red zone percentage was terrible for that game, and he's the one and he is the one playing that made the mistakes that didn't get it in the end zone. True. That's third down, he had room to run and get it in, but he chose not to. And the cho- and the coach chose not to trust him on fourth. Justified by the game's red zone stats. Mm. Mm. But again, if you're just going by analytics alone, you're that, down I mean, by that's, eight with two and change. That's and, what hurts them. And like, you we're start going them by in the stats alone. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to roll the dice with the guy who's been there, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks, and we're just going to go with analytics instead of go with. Our and team. you're right, though. I mean, he's right. Nine four seven four is that we, they did make mistakes, and and Rodgers wasn't perfect by any means. But on fourth and goal, Eric, to win the NFC Championship game. 
or at least to tie it, have a chance to tie it, you're not going to just let the future Hall of Famer, well, actually, and I have a question to you about that, but the maybe future Hall of Famer to just take it on his own and go for it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, mm. Okay. Uh, eight seven nine eight. Aaron Rodgers is the type of player you hate because he's not on your team. Okay. If he was in a Bears uniform, he would be loved. Mm. Bears could possibly be a top five team in the NFL with Rodgers. Oh heck yeah! Because their defense is solid. Their defense is phenomenal. We'll keep them in a lot of games. Their offense is led by guys like Jay Cutler or Mitchell Trubisky. Hey, Jay Cutler got him in a Super Bowl, or is that Kyle Orton? I can't remember if it was Cutler or Orton. Eight seven nine eight. I'm sorry. I'm calling on you again. Please forgive me. But I, th- I think it was Cutler who got him to a Super Bowl in 06 versus Manning and the Colts. But then you just found out how bad that offense really was again. If they just get one quarterback, it takes one quarterback, Eric, and that team is Super Bowl bound in Chicago. I'm tell you give me that look, but I'm telling you. Hey, <laughs> oh no, it was eight seven nine eight. Thank you. It was sexy Rexy. <laughs> oh yeah, Rexy. I Rosemary. forgot. That overrated. Okay, listen. Very. If Rodgers is a Hall of Famer, so is Sexy Rexy. Oh, stop. I'm serious. No. What has Rodgers done to be a Hall of Famer? Well, he's got a Super Bowl ring. So does Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson. And uh, he's been to multiple NFC Championship games. Cool. So is uh, Tony Romo. No, Tony Romo has not been to multiple <laughs> NFC yeah, Championship games. Yeah, he has. Games. I swear he has. He's not been in multiple NFC Championship games. Okay, well... Uh, he's only played in like six playoff games, period. Okay, so he's won a Super Bowl. He's been to multiple NFC Championship games. Keep going. Tell me why else you think he's a Hall of Famer. Has Rex Grossman ever gone to a Pro Bowl? I don't know. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has probably been to like, named to eight. Okay. So he's been named to a few Pro Bowls, but that no one even really wants to go to anymore. No, but still, it's a recognition of your season. Okay, so then, okay, so let me dance a different way. If Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer, so is Cam Newton. <laughs> he's a, he's an NFL MVP. Uh, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to one NFC Championship game. I'm just saying, like, Aaron Rodgers does not have the resume that you would say, hey, he is definitely a Hall of Famer. Okay, if he is, he's not first ballot. His resume, yeah, who's, who's got the better resume, Aaron Rodgers or Eli Manning? Oh, Eli. Eli's got two Super Bowls. He's got two Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers has one. <laughs> I mean, we're going to play that game. Hey, I'm willing to do this. This is good. 8798. Rex Grossman 1 and 0 in NFC Championships. Yes. Aaron Rodgers 1, one and, and 4. 4. Thank you. Sexy Rexy for the whole I'm tweeting this out. I'm going to hashtag Sexy Rexy HOF. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm creating this and we're going to start a trend. Uh, two four zero nine. I think if Rodgers was on your team, it would be like, uh, as a guy had said about AJ Przinsky, when he's on the other team, you're hating. When he's on your team, you hate him a little less. 
<laughs> that's actually really good. <laughs> like, when, like when Carmelo went to play for the Lakers, do you think the like Laker fans were like, oh, cool, Carl Malone, that's great? Were they like, yeah, look, dude, we still hate your guts. We know why you're here just to get a ring. Get it and get out of here. Uh, honestly, I think that'd be the case. I love that. See, Grossman's 1-0 in NFC Championship games. And you know who else is? My man, Cam Newton. And, by the way, Russell Wilson, Hall of Famer, yes or no? He's been to two Super Bowls. He's been to multiple Super Bowls. He's been to multiple NFC Championship games. Definitely a Hall of Famer then. Absolutely. Uh, 9474, Joe Flacco is a better postseason quarterback than Aaron. Joe Flacco. If Aaron's going to go to the Hall of Fame, Joe Flacco's been to multiple AFC championship games. He's won a Super Bowl. He's 1-0. and He's never lost a Super Bowl. Hall of Famer. Carl Malone he, never won an NBA championship. Is he, he a Hall of Famer? Does Aaron Rodgers, like, does he, is he top three in major stat categories in passing? Uh, I don't no. know. No. Is Carmelone top five or top three in major stat categories? Yes. Points scored. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That ends that conversation. I'm. I'm Carmelone's a hall. Of, like, don't, don't do. I know what you're trying to do again. Stop it. <laughs> All right, we gotta call. You're really getting on my nerves today. <laughs> timeout here in the full court press. Put you in a timeout. Uh. Four three five three three nine zero three two one, or message us directly through the uh, one hundred six point nine The Fan mobile app. Participation's been awesome today. Oh. Great feedback today from the audience. Love it. Keep it rolling. Gonna call a timeout. More when we come back. Eric France and Andre Salveson. Hey, I'm starting to uh, really like the chestnut uh, nomination. Okay, the guy has been dominating. World Gyro, eating championship in 16, chestnut. 15, the uh, hot dog eating championship contest. He he falls in an upset to Matt Stoney. Huge, one of the biggest upsets in sports history. Uh, by the way, Matt Stoney, or not Matt Stoney, excuse me, Joey Chestnut set a new world record in eating Big Macs in a day. He ordered 32 Big Mac sandwiches. And he ate them all, 100% pure beef with the Big Mac sauce inside. No, he ain't scared. He ain't scared of no Big Mac sauce. Go get it. He's not a big guy, is he? No, no, absolutely not. And But, boy, his mouth looks jacked up. Been chewing a little bit too much. He lost a couple teeth doing it. Uh, he, he The Baked Bear Ice Cream Sandwich Eating Championship, Joey Chestnut. Uh, the uh, The Waffle Eating Championship. Joey Chestnut. This guy's the main deal, and I think we're not giving him enough credit. He's definitely going to be on a nomination on my top five for the Friday Five Best, without a doubt. One of the best. <laughs> All right, getting back to our text line. 9474, Aaron Rodgers is a regular season stat stuffer. Oh, yeah. He's the Russell Westbrook of the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes to postseason, get your team to an NFC championship, and they can't can't close the door. Yeah. yeah. That's been a consistent issue with him. Yeah. And as they've been for, yeah, Russ Westbrook's a great comparison to that. I'm, I'm all in on that one. Huh. There's a lot during the regular season, but when it comes to postseason, 
I mean, again, he gets. Him, I mean, now he does more than Westbrook. Russell Westbrook in regards of getting him further into the playoffs. I mean, he 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 did go. Um, yeah, I mean, he did go uh, to the NFC Championship. Uh, he's been there five times, but he's only won once. Can't be one in four. Can't be a Hall of Famer and be one of four in NFC Championship games. Uh, I was just curious. We're talking about passing yards. Uh huh. Like, can you be uh, at the top of something or near the top of something and still be considered a Hall of Famer if yeah. you don't have rings? Yeah. The number one, uh, number one quarterback in the NFL all time in passing yards is. Uh, would that be guess? Drew Brees? Drew Brees. That is correct. Number two, be Peyton Manning, isn't it? It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Peyton and then Manning's it's Peyton Manning's three. third. That's right. He broke it. Okay. Number four is Brett Favre. Number five is Philip Rivers. Oh, my gosh. Phillip's at five? Yes. Aaron Rodgers is number 11. It's just not going to cut it, man. He's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Eli Manning, by the way, is number eight. Yeah, Eli had to throw a lot, though. Uh, eight, seven, nine, eight. Packers are the NFL version of Notre Dame. Oof. Your boy Joe Flacco, he's number 19. Yeah. Yeah, he sure is. He's been to more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers has. Troy Aikman? No, he hasn't. I lied. No, yeah, he has. Troy Aikman, 41. Really? But we consider him a Hall of Famer. (laughs) He's a Hall of Famer. Yes, because why, Eric? Multiple championships. Exactly. Three of them. Steve Young, 39. Okay, I'm going to say something controversial here. It's not just about passing yards. I'm going to say something controversial. Steve Young is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL Hall of Fame. Why? Why should he be in the Hall of Fame? He won a Super Bowl, and he won the MVP of it. Is that is that, is that it, though? I mean, why else we put him in the Hall of Fame? Tell me what would, I mean, and I, I think he had like one of the best QB passing rater, ratings at one point for quite some time. He's a multiple regular season MVP guy. Yeah. I just don't know why we, like how we base Hall of Famers anymore. I mean, if it's a complete resume, then Aaron Rodgers, Joe Flacco shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Ben, Roth, ben Roethlisberger should. Russell Wilson, I don't even know if Russell Wilson should. By the way, Rex Grossman uh, ranks 198th all hey, time. Hey, don't des... Look, I've already, I'm already. i going to put it out on Twitter. I already have it tweeted. I'm about to tweet it out. Sexy Rexy Hall of Fame. <laughs> All-decade team of the 2000s. Russell Wilson, by the way, he ranks 35th he all time. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Eric. Very lively discussion last hour. Oh, the, our listeners are freaking awesome. I freaking love our listeners. They're incredible. They're the best. Honestly, best ever. We we have the best listenership possible. I'm dead serious. I, okay, so I'm watching Joey Chestnut. Dude, he just ate like the first Big Mac, and he's now working on number two, and he did that in one minute. Like, 
he's going after this so hard, like it's my fat stuffed animal kid, Roxy, going after a large greasy pepperoni pizza. This is just gross. <laughs> so, if you missed it, the reason why AJ has been sucked down a rabbit hole of Joey Chestnut videos. Oh, hey, you haven't been sucked <laughs> down over here? That's what I thought. Uh, oh, he's going to puke. <laughs> oh, he's going to hang with it. He holds it together. Um, so, the question was raised, is Tom Brady reached the status of greatest of all time across all sports? Who, who And if not him, then who? Who is the best at what they did and better than anybody else. We've had you know other examples like Joey Chestnut, food-eating competitions, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, Serena Williams, um, a lot of different choices out there, Muhammad Ali. So who would be the best overall? And what would that criteria be? Oh. What kind of criteria would you set? So that's going to be a future uh, Friday Five best. But we want you, the audience, to help us set the criteria. Like, Eric, how would you consider somebody better than another tr- great athlete in another sport? What would set those two apart? Look, I'm really busy. Like, you have to do the show on your own here now. I am, like, <laughs> sucked into this. Is it making you hungry? No. (laughs) Heck no. Or is it suppressing your appetite? Oh, I mean, this guy, he's sweating. I mean, he's even licking his fingers with the extra sauce. Like, he's not missing a... He's not missing one thing. You gotta take it all down. I mean, he's eating the lettuce. I mean, like... Oh, dude. I... Oh, man. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Oh, I'm gonna throw it for him. Dude, I mean, mean, can you imagine, like... Joey McChestnut. I'm gonna eat 32 Big Macs. The toilet. Please, I have a family, sir. I mean, come on. Uh, six eight nine one. Don't forget Tiger Woods. Okay, that, that's right. He has name on the list. See, that's and yeah, Tiger Woods is going to be a very. I mean, Jack Nicholson. Do you put him up there? Mm. Uh, uh, Lance Armstrong. Mm. His his legacy is tainted. Okay, so is Barry Bonds' legacy tainted? Yes. He had to hit the ball, though. Is Sammy Sosa Mark McGuire's legacy tainted? No, because they still had to hit the ball. You still have to hit a curveball. Well, sure, if you're juiced up and you can recover and hit it better and stronger and farther than anybody else. You still have to hit it, though. Taking substances so wait, that aren't legal. You still have to hit the ball, though. <laughs> sure you do. It doesn't mean just because you swing and you hit it, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be a home run every time. You still have to make good But if you have more power in your swing because you've been enhanced... You still connect. Other guys connect. But if you have more juice? I, I think they're still eligible in this because they still have to hit the ball. Lance Armstrong still had to bike ride. He still had to do it. Sure he did, but he had help. Beyond his normal bodily abilities, he had help. Okay, Lance Armstrong, you might have a good one on. Yeah, Lance Armstrong, you might have a good argument for so are we disqualifying him from the list then? I he's not going to be on my list. Or but I'm not telling you who should you should be on your list, but Phelps is another one. Absolutely, right? Michael Phelps. Yes. I Thank mean, he you won. six not eight nine one for the reminder. Oh, 
He did? Okay, sorry. I, I might have missed it then. My bad. Uh, you said it just as it, the text came. Oh, out. okay. Yeah, Phelps. I mean, all those gold medals. Serena, I guess. Venus or Serena? I think it's Serena. I think it's Serena. Serena. Serena's been more dominant than Venus. Uh, Roger Federer. Rafael Nadal. Mm. Mike Tyson, by the way. Mike Tyson was really, really good. I mean, he never broke in. Dude, I don't know if he did what Muhammad, Muhammad Ali did, but he was dominant. Dominant during his time. Floyd Mayweather? No. Heck no. Muhammad he, Ali? Yes. Yes. Ali. So, so these are all great athletes, and they like won at the highest levels, and, and many of them over a period of time, not just in one moment. Like Michael Phelps, he didn't have just one great Olympics yeah. where he won a lot of gold medals. He won a lot of gold medals at multiple Olympics. So I think that's why that qualifies him to oh, be in the discussion. Dude. But how do they transcend their sport to be considered better than somebody else. Okay, so so, so you bring up a great point. Guess who we're leaving out? How about in the hockey world? Wayne Gretzky, Sidney Crosby, uh, Bobby Hurley. Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. 6891, Lindsey Vaughn in skiing. That's a good one. Um, Okay, I I got a stupid question here because I want to know where our boundaries are. But uh, the skateboarder. Tony Hawk, or is it Sean, uh, Sean White? What does Sean White do? He's snowboard. He snowboards? Yeah. I mean, they led their, I mean, he, Sean White led his team to uh, a couple, uh, Michelle Kwan, figure skating. Did we throw them in? Uh, 5860 with a good, interesting thing to consider when we're putting this together. Yes. Uh, it says Gretzky, and you brought up Gretzky. Yes, I, Gretzky is a big one. But then adds, measure them based on the top five stats in their sports. Top five. And okay. how far ahead of them they are from other people comparatively. That's a see. That's a good. That's category. an interesting Thank way to separate. You. Them. Yeah. And, and that's and, and so I, I really am, and I'm sincerely, and I'm really am sincerely asking our listeners, give me a criteria that you want us to evaluate, and but we want to hear your answers too. But give us a criteria of how you want us to rate. Like, is it by stats? I love that. The top five stats of their sports. How far ahead of them are they uh, from other people comparatively? Those, those, that's a great answer. I, I love that. Give us kind of a figure of how we can rank these top five so we do it, you know, because there's so many ways you could do it. But I, I like that. The top five in stats is a, is, is a great one. I like that a lot. Boy, it's, it's going to be tough. So maybe you – and so on, when saying that, maybe figure skating gets wiped out. Maybe – I mean, hockey stays in. Golf would stay in. I don't know how you rank them in stats, though. It might have to be like tournament wins, I guess. Tennis? Can you still do tennis? Why not? Okay. Okay. Well, and that's when you get into individual sports versus team sports, then I think there are some other things you have to consider, too. Yeah. Like, how did that one player benefit from other factors going on around him or her? Hmm. Yes. Hey, one Pele in soccer. Who? Pele. Who's he? Or is it a she? He. Amazing soccer player from Brazil. Really? Multiple World Cups. Ronaldo. Yeah. I don't know his first name, but Ronaldo. Is it Ronaldo? Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Um. Is there any other soccer players I'm forgetting that are great? I don't even know. Usain Bolt? That was another one that was Yeah, Usain up. Bolt's a big one. 
But he didn't race that long. Yeah, he did. He participated in multiple Olympics. Like Phelps. <laughs> what? 5338. Three, Ric Flair. Woo! Oh, dude, yeah. Ric Flair's got 13 uh uh wrestling championships on his belt, man. Yeah, Ric Flair's a good one. 6891. Shame on you for not knowing that. I think that's the Pele reference. Oh, dude, I know. And I, then I, follows up I with David that, Beckham. I thought that was an artist. <laughs> I seriously did or a dancer. I didn't know who Pele was. I thought you were just joking with me. And I thought it was a girl. I'm serious. <laughs> when I you're know. done, when you're done watching all of those <laughs> videos of people gorging themselves. Dude, by the way, he's at number th- Look up Pele. He's at 25. Dude, he is feasting on the onions. Oh, dude, he is sweating bullets. So the the reason we're talking about this is Tom Brady oh. is going to another Super Bowl. It's his 10th. He's doing it in a, with a whole new team and a whole do, new division, a whole new conference. Um, and uh, so it, it's it's tremendous success at the highest level. So does that classify him as one of the greatest of all time, not just to play football, but across all sports? So <laughs> I think it's a really interesting debate. Uh, and I think there, there, there will probably be different criteria um, how you judge who's in the top five individual player performance versus how they did it if they were in a team. Do you consider one era different than another? So that's going to be a future Friday five best. That'll be fun. But if you have other suggestions on, on how we should judge that. Yes, give us criteria like, a, on how to judge it. Does a NASCAR driver who wins a, a ton of races, are they Jeff part of the Gordon, consideration? Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, we need criteria from you, our listeners, of how to judge this. Please, I beg of you. Because I don't know what the crap. I, I, I like the stats one. Um, I, I, should we include championships? I'm asking our listeners, do we include championships? Do you include, I mean, how do you, yeah, how do you rank this? I mean, this is, this is going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, 9474 with a good recommendation. I'd say sustained success with minimum variation is huge. If you get to be uh, uh, recognized as a top performer in your field and sustain that over your career. Okay. I'm good with that. Boy, this is going to be a heck of a list. That might be the hardest Friday Five best we've ever done. <laughs> We're gonna have to take some I, real, dude. We can't just throw. Well, and by the way, our twenty list, minutes before the show, yeah, mm, um, yeah, we yeah. go here, here, Let's scratch. Because this I can guarantee you, dang well, that our listeners know what the fetch they're talking about, and if we screw up, they are going to let us know, <laughs> as they should. Like the one time that you left a certain JC Carroll off your list. <laughs> oh, I did not leave JC <laughs> off of any. Take list. that. Uh, okay, Ajay, we're talking about some of the things that happened this weekend yeah. with the uh, conference championship games. Yep. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers got past uh, Green Bay. Green Bay had their opportunities. They just they squandered them. Um, the, the Chiefs took care of business against the Bills, so it's going to be Mahomes versus Brady. And you know what? I, I'm okay with that. I think that'll be a fun Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, how about teams. this? How about the Tampa Bay Stadium being chosen as a Super Bowl, what, two, three years ago? Not knowing and not having any remote clue that Tom Brady was going to go to Tampa Bay and then lead them. T- I mean, dude, he's doing everything he does is almost a first. 
first uh, first team to go host their own Super Bowl. They're hosting the Super Bowl. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I just uh, it's gonna be. Did you see how ticket prices changed from before that game? I didn't and even then see afterwards? the ticket prices. What is it? They were like uh, nine thousand dollars a ticket before the game, and then after they jumped north of eleven thousand. Wow. Just because it's a hometown team. And it's going to be a great ticket. Wow. It should be a fun game. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Uh, do you know what the over-under is started at? I didn't even look. Uh, I think that the Chiefs opened as three or three and a half point favorites. I'll take the under on that. I don't know where it is now. Because now there's news today about one of the tackles will, will not be available for Kansas City. But, Ajay, let's, uh, let's recap other things that happened this past weekend with our pick six. Oh, fetch. Fine. Okay, so these are the six things we thought might happen this weekend. These are our six lines. Who was going to have more turnovers? Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? I said, or zero. It's Neither one of them have turnovers. Uh, I said Brady, you said zero. Tom Brady had three turnovers. Rodgers only had one. So that's one for me. Uh, Gonzaga over Pacific. You set the line at 23 and a half. They won by 46. <laughs> and we both took the under. Gonzaga's just on an incredible team yeah, right dude. now. Yeah, dude. we probably, you know what? One day we'll have to do the top five. I don't know. Never mind. There's, there's a lot of things we do, but that Gonzaga team, what they're doing right now, could be the greatest team ever in college basketball history if they can finish the job. It's amazing. And with some notable blue chippers having down years, this could really be the year for Gonzaga to do it. Uh, Steven Ashworth points versus Colorado State on Thursday night. Line was set at 13.5. He only ended up with 10. Uh, by the way, we both took the under, so none of us got points in the Gonzaga one. Uh, I took the under on Steven Ashworth. You took the over. So that's two for me, none for you as of yet. Who shoots more threes on Saturday between the Utah Jazz and the Golden State Warriors? I said the Jazz. You said the Warriors. It was the Jazz. They shot 20. Uh, um, uh, the Warriors, well, we just, was that shoots or makes? What? Uh, Three-pointers? Who, who shoots more threes or who makes more threes? I don't oh. think it mattered. You, the Jazz shot and made more than the Warriors did. So I got that one right. So what's the score? So I've got three. You've got none. Okay, we don't have to do the rest then. Aaron Rodgers passing yards. What did I just tell you? Line was set at 275.5. I took the over, you took the under. He threw for 346. And then the final one, USU rebounds versus Colorado State on Thursday night. Set the line at 42.5. Aggies pulled down 35 rebounds. I took the under, you took the over. So I got four correct and... um, Excuse me, I got five correct, and you got none. Tiebreaker doesn't matter. You got that correct, but it doesn't matter. Shut up, Eric. Should I try to throw it more often? You know what? Yeah, now that's even more proof that you actually threw it. Good for you. Good for you, Shoeless Joe Jackson. That's your new nickname. You're moving on from being the temp to being Shoeless Joe. You know what? Maybe I'll continue to try to dominate because you don't appreciate the gifts that I give you anyway. You know, no, you like the Aggie you stole tower. The, yeah, you stole it from the your A kid blue. and you gave it to me. 
some Aggie pom poms. You should feel bad right now. You should feel really bad that you stole that from your kid. And some uh, de- delightful blue popcorn. Okay. Yeah. You, you that mean said the, it was fresh mean, on the bag. You mean the bag that you pulled out from a certain can <laughs> that contained other items that were in no longer of need or use and then set it back onto a little place just to do a test. And by the way, that test went incredibly wrong. <laughs> and the fact that you let it go is a shame on you, by the way. Have you told him yet? Um, oh, my God. I don't know if I have. a word? Are you serious? I don't know if I have told him. Oh, my heck. Actually, yes, we did. No, you did not. Because yeah. we were laughing, saying. Oh, he was laughing? We, we, He's we, like, oh, that's great. I didn't know I was eating popcorn out of the garbage can. That's awesome. Because uh, we were all kind of watching to see who would be the first to partake. Oh, my gosh. You're so full of it. The person you're who was the first was not who we expected. Listen, you try to justify this. <laughs> you should be sick to yourself right now. God. Popcorn that was like a month old. <laughs> and then you pulled out well, of the trash a can. a month past its Let expiration. Let me tell you, pulled it out of the trash <laughs> Should can. qualify. And then brought it out and said, hey, a certain guy's going to eat this. And then the wrong, another guy came over and started eating it. <laughs> we'll leave that guy nameless. Shame on you. I don't e. think your your producer friend partook. Did he know about it? He probably. If he would have seen it, he would have done Dude, I was going to say, if he knew about it, that thing would have been he gone by the end of the of night. Why would you call my producer friend? <laughs> You hired him. Double D. He, he's yours. Double D. Don't. Don't. <laughs> that's, his, that's his name <laughs> from now on. <laughs> Dude, him producing the game. Oh, man. God bless that young man. So he's got a bright future ahead of him. Very enthusiastic. Reminds me of you when you were young. <laughs> Right. That's your fault, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The NCAA net rankings were released. Now, they're updated every day, but I prefer to take a snapshot in time and look at them just on Monday mornings because it changes week to week. But um, uh, rather than do an update every day, uh, <clears throat> let's get through a week at a time and see what happens. So, the, the NCAA net rankings for today, Boise State still very high at 15. The uh, the Broncos are getting votes in both polls, and they're just outside the top 25. San Diego State is at 31. Despite losing twice to the Aggies, they dropped a little bit, but they have been climbing back up since then. Uh, the Aggies, after their loss to Colorado State, have fallen to 50. Colorado State is at 55. And then there's a big gap. Uh, Nevada's at 140. UNLV at 153. Wyoming at 174. And then it's uh, a bunch of mediocrity and really bad. Fresno State, 220. Air Force, 289. Air Force, San Jose State, they're 307 and 334. So... The uh, Boise State, San Diego State, Utah State, still in the top 50. That's still good news. The Aggies, uh, and frankly, we want Colorado State. Aggie fans should be wanting Colorado State yeah, to win we, Yeah, we need well. to split out of that. We do. Do you think they split, Eric? At that Colorado State, but Boise State had the week off last week because of a false positive. 
within the within the team. So they've had some rest. Colorado State had to duke it out with U- Utah State. Uh, Colorado State's at Boise this week. No, Boise State's at Colorado Boise State. Boise State's at Colorado week. State. Um, I yeah, I hope that um, I hope Colorado State splits that because Boise will still be it should still be in the top seventy four when Utah State sees them, and so it could still be go down as a quad one win if the Aggies could beat Boise State later in the year. Um. 9315 texts in, how did San Diego State get ahead of USU? Uh, Schedule-wise, wasn't it? It was just the based big, on... Yeah, and the big difference is San Diego State has a quad one victory. Utah State does not. Hmm. Uh, I'm still surprised that the gap is as big as it is. And I'm also surprised that Boise State remains as high as they are because they haven't really been playing the toughest part of the Mountain West schedule. They're not playing the worst part either. But uh, kind of surprising. But these are th- these net rankings are not voted on. This isn't somebody just saying, yeah, I think this team's better than that team. It's based on who you've played, who they've played, and, uh, and then it, certainly it's weighted more based on where you where the game was played, whether it was at home and on neutral side or on the road, how good was that team based on those three criteria? So there's a, a variety of factors that can determine that. But the bottom line here is Utah State does not have a quad one victory, and they will not have a chance to get one until they play at Boise State. So they cannot afford to lose any more games until they get to that Boise State series. Yeah, that's the and that's the toughest part now. Now you have to Eric sweep UNLV, sweep Fresno State, sweep Wyoming, Nevada, all to get to Boise State, and then you can't get swept. You have to split with Boise State, or they play Nevada at the end, don't they? The Aggies do. Sorry. Yes. So, but you still have to split with Boise State. There, you can't get swept now, because you could fall to a third seed very much. Well, so even a fourth seed actually, if San Diego State yes. can get their crap together. A fourth seed, Eric. So the standings right now, Boise State's on top. They're undefeated in conference play. Utah State has one loss. Colorado State has two losses. San Diego State has three. Wyoming has four. Uh, See, the uh, UNLV only has two losses, but they haven't played as many games. They're two and two, but based on total number of games played, they're... Further back. Okay. Um, but you're right. It, Aggies slip up a little bit here, and they yeah. can drop. This is danger zone. That's why they needed that Colorado S- State sweep so badly. Now, it, it's okay to lose to Colorado State because they're a team that's kind of being on that bubble of the NCAA tournament. They're not and, a bad team. No. They're not considered uh, to be a bad team. Based but, on again, that like you mentioned, it just puts so much pressure on you to have to sweep UNLV, Fresno State, Wyoming. Is there anybody else before Boise State? Am I missing? Um, I feel like I'm missing one more. Fresno State. Yeah, so Fresno next week. Wyoming. And then uh, they got one more at home. Who is it? So they've got uh, Fresno. They're at Fresno. Next week. Next week. They're home uh, hosting Wyoming. And then they go to Boise. 
Oh, snap, Boise State's crazy. See? Okay, so if you can sweep UNLV, I think they take care of Fresno, and I definitely think they take care of Wyoming. It's that, and then you, and then you can get to Boise, and then again, just can't get swept. You got to split that series. Hey, uh, how about New Mexico and San Jose State splitting? How, I mean, just how saddening of a state is that New Mexico squad in right now? I just, I feel bad. Well, I really do. Both teams needed to get their first wins in conference play, so I guess it's appropriate they get them against each other. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel bad. That's just kind of the way things have gone, though, for them. I, it's it's really really tough. Um, you know, it's it, this 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 conference tournament could be interesting too. I know Leon Rice was asked about this. Uh, according to BJ Reigns of the Idaho Press we've had on our show, and he said that they shouldn't send all 11 teams to the Mount West Conference Tournament. Eric, if you were to make any adjustments, or, I mean, if would you make any adjustments, and if you were, what would those adjustments be for the Conference Tournament, if you needed to for the Mount West Conference Tournament? Um, yeah, I probably would. I, I, I don't see, like, if you've if you've struggled all year, you're not a great team, especially in a COVID year, with the expenses of traveling and hotels and your your party, your travel party, getting to a venue. I don't know that it makes sense that you send your 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 worst teams. Um, I mean, San Jose and New Mexico, they've they got a tough situation. They're they're had a nomadic season so far. They're not at home. They're traveling everywhere. I would make the I would give them the option. Yeah. I wouldn't just arbitrarily tell them you don't get to go. Cuz maybe they want to go. Yeah, I was going to say I maybe mean, they still want that yeah. opportunity to still go to the tournament. Yeah, they want to be able to compete and, and they they should have the ability to make that decision because they're the ones that are relocating. They're the ones trying to keep the Mount West Conference season happening or at least helping out in that regard. I think they should get to make that decision. I don't think San Jose State will want to go. I got to be honest. I think they're about done. Um, I think they're about on the edge of this. So, yeah, I would I would imagine that Paul Weaver would like to take his team there and give him it and give him the shot that they deserve, though. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, got a couple of texts. Eight five seven seven. Will UNLV have to make up a lot of games at the end of the season? Here is the kicker. There's one week, and I think they get to kind of they have to decide and have to communicate with another team if they can make up a couple of games. Um. So and so, for example, if they've lost a series, I well, think- at this point, the only conference games that they've missed were at Wyoming. At Wyoming. So then they could say, "Hey, Wyoming, can we play a series and make those games up?" Because there, honestly, for how close that bottom half is, there could be some seeding implications of who's going to be where, and they might have to play those games. Yeah, Colorado State will need to make up their series against San Diego State. That's big now. No, sorry, they have made that up. Sorry. I was going to say they, they split. That. They split, yeah. Uh, 9474. 2787 was right. Why the lack of love for Boise State? They put this conference on their back to give national recognition to a conference as well as the financial benefits, and everyone craps on them. Y'all should cheer hard that they continue this great success and go far in the tourney so every other Mountain West team can continue to hold their hand out and collect. 
brought in by Boise State. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay, well, first of all, the Broncos. we're talking about basketball, not football, So, and Boise State hasn't been relevant in basketball since when? 15, maybe? Just, did, were the Broncos, did they have that same attitude for the Wolfpack? Yeah. They had their run? Okay, I mean, I Nevada? Mean, well, they had their years, and and, and we're not. Did they had that same attitude with San and Diego what do you State. We all should cheer hard for them. No one's saying that we hope they lose in the NCAA tournament, but during Mountain West Conference play, we're not going to cheer for you. We want you to lose. We're a game behind you. Why would why the fetch would we be like? Hey, we hope you sweep Colorado State so we can play you guys. We need you to lose to Colorado State so we can create a three way tie going into Boise State. Hello, I mean, come on now. Let's just. We're all family when it gets to the NCAA tournament. Yes, absolutely. But until then, I hate you. <laughs> okay? Well, look, I was saying earlier, this is a team that's not ranked in the top 25 yet, and they should be. They're just on the outside. They're cons- they've stayed right there at the top 15 net ranking in that area, but they're still not a top 25 team. They should be a top 25 team. Yeah. I'm not crapping on them. Well, we kind of are because we're in the mount- middle of Mount West Conference uh, season and we got to beat them. When I say we, I mean Utah State. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to, if I'm being honest, I'm not going to cheer for the Broncos. No. Um, with, uh, with UNLV, they had some games rescheduled. I do not envy their February. Um, they're all like close together. So, yeah they've they've got more games to play than than Utah State does, and they've got a series still to make up against Wyoming. And Boise State still has that series with Fresno State too. And again, seating could be on the line, so they're gonna have, probably have to play that, depending on how things go the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, that's just one game with Fresno. They got one game. Oh yeah, in. they got one game in, huh? Yep. Five minutes ago, nine four seven four. Eric says he doesn't understand why they why they are so high because they have an easy schedule, and now he says they should be higher. What's the final answer, Eric? Oh, I knew he wasn't dissing me. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't understand why they are so high in the net rankings because uh, they have won only one loss, and I get that. But it hasn't been that big of a, a tough schedule that they've gone through. I think they've been a, put together a nice resume that's top 25 worthy. Only one loss in the first game of the season. You've won every other game since then. You should be considered to be a top 25 team. I don't know why that. What's weird about that take? Who they beat BYU. That's their that's their best win. That's a good win. That's their quad one win. That's why they're ranked so high. But you look at conference play. It's New Mexico, San Jose State, and Air Force, like Utah State did. Uh, then Wyoming. And one game against Fresno. Utah State has clearly had a more challenging conference schedule when you consider their series against San Diego State and Colorado State. So, and, and here's the thing: is that the Boise State has only one win against anyone in the top in, in the Ken Palm top 175. As you said, that's BYU. Their other wins are against 179, 182, 198 twice. 
224, 268 twice, 293 twice, 326 twice, and an NAIA College of Idaho. Um, and so, again, I'm not saying that they're no good, but to say that they're nationally relevant at this point of the season is a really long take because they need to play Utah State and San Diego State, and they got Colorado State this week. No, I'm saying now is, they're and they're one spot out of 25th ranking. I mean, they're right. one spot out of being in the poll, which is great. Right. I, I'm saying they've put together a big win streak here. They've won a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should be considered as a top 25 sure, team. Absolutely. But I don't understand how the net ranking is so high. Okay. That's what I don't understand. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you now. I'm with you. Because the, their quality of opponents, especially in conference play, isn't any better than USU's. The difference is the Aggies split a series with Colorado State. Okay. Uh, 9474, I, I was taking football into consideration as well. You're right that the basketball has been lacking in the past. Well, football, absolutely. Yeah, football spot on. I mean, football... Boise State is carrying this conference. I know San Jose State beat them in the Mount West Conference Championship last year. We're going to throw that one as a uh, weird take year or weird take bubble. You know, put that in kind of a different category. But but, but Boise State has really carried. They carried the WAC. They carried, I would say, almost the Mount West. And then they carried, uh, um, or excuse me, they have carried the Mount West. Excuse me. But they've done the majority of the lifting. They have. In football. Yes. Absolutely. I would definitely agree with that. It doesn't mean everybody just lays down and let them walk over them just so they can get to another big bowl game, though. I think Uh, I know what you're saying. uh, Will Boise be ranked when USU plays them and we beat them make us ranked? No. Um, I think Boise will be ranked. Oh, and Boise. Oh, sorry. Sorry. But if the Aggies beat them, will they be ranked? Absolutely. Yeah. If If Boise sweeps Colorado State. They're in the top 25. They're 26th right now. They're one spot out of the poll. So I'm, before so the next they meet in. the Aggies, they'd have to go to Fort Collins and win a couple of games. They'd have to go to Reno to win a couple of games. And then they'd have to beat UNLV at home. Okay, I think Nevada's overrated. I think they're, and they're like the toughest series out of those three is the Colorado State series. Yes. If they sweep Colorado State, I think they take care of I do think they They'll take care of Nevada. If they sweep Colorado. State. Oh, absolutely, and they should be. Absolutely, should be. Yeah, absolutely. Those would be two additional quad one wins. For now Boise the state. question is, if we beat them, does that make us ranked? No, we lost to Colorado State. We aren't going to be ranked. I wouldn't see Utah being... State will be receiving votes if they win all their games sure. to that point. But we will. They'll be not back be to ranked. receiving votes. Yeah. But I don't think that'll make them into the top. No, point. even if we sweep the year out, we will not be ranked until we get to the conference tournament. If they sweep Boise State, yeah. They aren't going to be ranked. You lost to Colorado State. Yeah, but Colorado State's not a bad team. Yeah, but Colorado State's also not in the top 25. No. And I think, I mean, they're not even receiving votes right now, right? The Rams? No. No, no the, the Aggies. No. Yeah, so... The Aggies are not receiving yeah, votes even, anymore. Even a sweep of Boise State would not do the trick. They, they wouldn't make it. Nope. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I think they'll get votes, but I don't think they'd be ranked. Yeah. Uh... You ready to talk Aggies and Rebels coming back? Let's do it. Let's call a timeout here on the Full Court Press. Utah State, UNLV. Uh, in action tonight on CBS Sports Network. Game tips off at 7 o'clock. Hey, can I come over and bring some popcorn and watch the game? Because I don't have CBS Sports Network. No, I don't have CBS Sports Network. Oh. Okay, see you here at 7 o'clock. It'll be the three of us.
Well, <laughs> wait, are you talking about Al? you talking about the uh... sports guy will be there. Oh, okay. That's where he comes to watch oh, his basketball. Sweet. All right. Uh, I got to call a timeout here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, Aggies, Rebels, tonight, CBS Sports Network. We'll break it down. What are the uh, coaches saying about it? What are the key matchups? That's coming up next right here on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Last year when Utah State went and uh, took on the Rebels, it was not a pretty picture for the Aggies. Yeah. They got smacked down. Uh, Craig Smith, T.J. Otzenberger, they know each other well. They coached in South Dakota, and uh, they had great battles between the two of them. Um, And uh, it's kind of hard to judge this UNLV team right now, Ajay, because they started some games. They They played some interesting competition. They won some. They lost some. And then they were shut down for like quite a while. And then they started to pick things up again. They've won four straight. This is a team that uh, doesn't quite have the, the the full resume and experience like a lot of other Mountain West teams do, but this is a team with some pretty dynamic guys. They're lower on the – when you look at the standings, they're lower on the standings, but you can't overlook UNLV because they've got a lot of talent, some big-time transfers that are helping them out as well. Coach Smith uh, met with the media yesterday and kind of broke it down. This it gives it player-by-player – Kind of the, the talent that's on this team and some of their strengths that the Aggies will have to contend with. Well, um, coming off a, a couple of good practices for the Aggies after a, uh, a difficult loss um, the other night, getting ready for a, a UNLV team that was preseason pick number four in the Mountain West Conference. They're a very talented team. Um, they've been one of those teams that have been um, kind of – um, you know, they've had to miss some games. It's almost like two different seasons. They had 33 days where they did not have a game. Obviously, their whole program was on pause um, due to COVID and everything that is related to that with contact tracing and so on and so forth. So kind of um, a different scenario with, you know, the, the, you know, they've only played four conference games and we played 10. So I do feel like they're they're – playing much better every night out. They're very, very talented. I mean, their backcourt is very, very talented. Bryce Hamilton is a top 30 scorer in the country, um, and he's a load, getting 20 a game um, six with his size at 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and his strength. He can just do so many things um, and can score it at every level, and he's just so quick and get can create his own shot anywhere, anytime. And, then you had David Jenkins, who we as a coaching staff know really well um, because our last two years at South University of South Dakota, he was a freshman and sophomore at South Dakota State, and he's a prolific scorer. He can really get it going at a high level. Obviously, he's averaging 14 and a half a game, but he's another one of those guys that can get his shot off uh, anywhere, anytime. And Caleb Grill is an Iowa State transfer, averaging just under 10 points a game who has a lightning quick release and um, and he's a deadly shooter um, out there. And then Nick Blake, who is a, I don't know. I mean, I know, I believe he was a four-star recruit and um, uh, like a top 100 or top 150 player. You know, he's, play, he's a 6'6 guard. He's a true freshman. He's playing a lot of point guard for them. Um, he's getting a lot more minutes here specifically recently in the last four games or so. So, four conference games, plus they've had a couple non-D1s. 
And then, of course, the big kid in the middle has a high, high motor. He's improved. I'm impressed with their coaching and his skill development. He's a much better scorer in the block. And, um, and he's always played with a relentless motor, rim protector, um, excellent rebounder, getting over three offensive rebounds a game. So they can put a lot of pressure on you from what they do. They had, you know, our common opponent, well, two common opponents, I guess, New Mexico and um, Colorado State. The Colorado State games at Colorado State were two one-possession games. The, one, the first game they were up seven with three to go or two and a half to go and uh, <laughs> just weren't quite able to pull it out. And then the other game was a three-point game as well. So both those games came down to the last possession. So very talented. They had a tough schedule playing North Carolina, Alabama, Davidson. And so, and we know how we played there last year. We weren't very good. They really took it to us. So we got to do a great job and try to get back on track against a quality opponent. Now, this is a team with some great individual players. Their challenge has always been getting to Just getting into play together. But they're starting to put it together, Eric. They really are. They're they're starting to get together. I think they're winners of fourth straight, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, be tough. Uh, so, again, it's going to be on CBS Sports Network at 7 o'clock. Al Lewis and Jalen Moore will have their KVNU game night coverage starting at 6 on KVNU 610 AM, 102.1 FM on the KVNU mobile app and streaming on kvnutalk.com. A quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, um, let's we'll go a little bit more specific about them playing as a team and how Utah State will have to try to contend with great individual players uh, with their game tonight at UNLV. Can we just score some predictions, too, from the, our listeners? Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to hear what they think. I'm a tad nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd uh, love to hear score some predictions, though, if possible. Yeah, nine three one five. What's the key factor on USU basketball game? So USU can win by fifteen points or more. We'll let you know. <laughs> or factors if there is something. So yes, good question. We'll love to get your your predictions as well. Four three five three three nine zero three two one here on the Full Court Press. This is your Mountain West basketball update with Nate Crickman. San Diego State shoots the lights out Sunday night to sweep Air Force at Clune Arena. The Shackle looking to go out low back to Gomez in the far corner for three. Good. They cannot miss. The Aztecs 11 to 14 now on overall shooting. Seven of eight threes. And Gomez with a couple of threes so far. 31-17. Ted Leitner on extra 13-60 for the game. Aztecs would go 16 of 30 from downtown. Terrell Gomez hitting five of them. Jordan Shackle hitting six triples on his way to a game-high 24 points. 91-59 the final. San Diego State back on track now 11-4 this season. Also impressive, showing for Wyoming to sweep Nevada in Laramie. Cowboys win at 93-88 Sunday behind 28 from Marcus Williams. Saturday, San Jose State gets their first win in conference, beating New Mexico 83-71 in St. George, Utah. To Dalcourt, back over to Sebastian Mendoza, rising for the triple, and he got it. Sebastian Mendoza has 16 points for San Jose State, and the Spartans lead 74-62. Justin Allegri from Learfield IMG College Mendoza, one of four Spartans to finish with 16. Last Thursday, Colorado State handing Utah State their first conference loss of the year. Air ball came right to James Moores. Hands off to Kendall Moore. Got in the forecourt. Here's David Roddy going to go and throws down with the tomahawk dunk. A 12-point game with a minute left. 
Brian Roth on the call for Learfield IMG College. Rams winning at Utah State 84-76 to split the series. CSU 8-2 in conference, hot on the heels of the Aggies and Boise State, who they'll see Wednesday in Fort Collins. The sophomore David Roddy averaging 15 points and 9 rebounds a game. And that's your Mountain West basketball update. I'm Nate Kreckman. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, Utah State taking on UNLV tonight in Las Vegas. KVNU game night on our sister station, KVNU, starts at 6 and the game will be seen on CBS Sports Network tonight. As, uh, as soon as the game's over, I get to hang out with Al Lewis again. Yeah. Or Aggie Call. Yeah, it's always a fun. Actually, I enjoy listening to you guys after the game. Uh, turn on at 610 AM KVNU. And, and, uh, uh, turn on at 610 AM KVNU, listening to you guys break it down. Love the the, the listeners that call in and uh, the analysis we can get. So, uh, yeah. It's a it's great stuff and uh, enjoy. I, I like John Russell better than you, but uh, for now we'll we'll take you and uh, be okay with it. Well, my favorite part is I get to ask uh, Jalen Moore questions. That's fun. Are you a are you a bigger fanboy than Newbold about that? Well, no, just because he's got really good insight. Oh, that's where you're going. Okay, former player. Yeah. No. Hey, you imagine him under Craig Smith's system? What he would have been able to do. A little more freedom of movement. It's almost a little unfair, isn't it? Yeah. He would have been special. So the Aggies take on this team, um, this uh, San Diego State team, not San Diego State, UNLV team. They've got some good talent. They've had a, a break in the middle of the season, and now they're playing again, and uh, they're they're playing some good ball. They lost to Colorado State twice. Both those games were to the wire. Since then, they're on a four-game winning streak. So they've got a little bit of momentum coming into this series with Utah State. Um, predictions for tonight. We've got a uh, we had one score prediction coming in um, from nine three one five USU seventy three UNLV fifty nine. Oh wow! So a, a, is that a blowout? I mean, a, fourteen point win. Yeah, it's comfortable. Uh, he had a question too, right about the um, about the. Uh, I mean, what is that? What are the keys to get a? I guess a double digit win. Got to play good D. You got to play really good defense against these guys because even if they're individual shooters, when they get hot, they're in rhythm. They're tough to stop, tough to calm down. I think Coach Smith talked about the guard your yard um, mm-hmm. uh, in his presser. That uh, this is they've got some great individual talent. You can't let them beat you one on one. And so this, this is really important. Utah State has that grinded out defense. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. Uh, yeah, me too. My my prediction is Utah State sixty seven, UNLV sixty two. I think it'll be close. Wow. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I I think it's been a higher scoring game, but I've got seventy eight seventy two Utah State. Hmm. Uh, six eight nine one text in sixty three sixty USU last minute three points. Yeah, I, I'm. I think this one's going to come down. This one's going to come down to. Uh, uh, either a last-second shot or just a last-minute possession. And that, honestly, against a team like this, Eric, it scares me to death. It scares me to death. So I think that defense is going to be key. 
Um, and then I think make sure there's a good offensive flow. Uh, this UNLV team's a good defensive team. Um, but don't don't let the ball stick. Yeah. I think that's a big key here. Yeah. I'm uh, with you. Nine four six three. Here's your fun question to finish out today. Okay. If you were a college athlete coming from out of town for a game, okay. what is a restaurant that we do not have in Cache Valley that you would be depressed that isn't here? Oh, that's easy. Chipotle. It didn't take you long. No, dude. I I have been begging the uh, Providence City Council members to give us a Chipotle that we rightfully deserve. Chipotle. Okay. Yes. That, yeah, that's a great question, but Chipotle. That's a hard question for me to answer because I've I've been here for so long. I haven't been. Well, I mean, you you travel. A lot I mean, I've been out of yeah. the area. It's, I mean, it's not like I've never left Cache Valley. Um, I don't know, probably, probably a really good barbecue place. I think Cash Valley is lacking that a little bit. We used to have a really good barbecue place and they shut. I used to go there a lot too. Uh, Dickies? Yeah. I used to eat there religiously. Oh my gosh. Ribs and brisket is what I would get. Oh, I'm so, so, so bummed out. We don't have one anymore. Yeah, I, I think that's what we're missing. We're missing like a good like burrito. Well, I don't know if it's a good burrito. I, like Chipotle's incredible. Um I ate it one when I was in Arizona over the summer. It was okay. It's I don't okay? know. I was like blown away, like, oh my gosh. Are you serious? I'm so missing out. Wow. How do we not have this in Cash Valley? Oh my gosh, listen to you. You just don't understand. That's all. You don't understand. Oh, what? I know, I know. Ruth's Chris. Steakhouse. What about Javier's? <laughs> huh? Well, Javier's. We should get a Javier's here. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be first <laughs> first in line. Be the only one in line, too. I liked that place. I was sad when they oh, closed. Oh, no, don't even try that crap well, with I me. was. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you were. And I enjoyed it, it so much, I tried sending you there. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go. <laughs> I did too go. <laughs> they were not open for the rest of time. <laughs> it, was, it was a little too late. <laughs> and you know how bad that sucks, dude? I was starving that night. Hey, I had to go hey, home. AJ, you look at you a little hungry. Oh. I got a great recommendation for you. <laughs> I was so excited. I was going to my head like, oh, I should get this or this or this. Their menu was still online. Look, I got a gift certificate here that's not getting used. <laughs> Why don't you use it? That's something you would do as sports guy or the producer, but not to your <laughs> co-host. <laughs> Such a... Hey, what, uh, we have less than 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, basketball RPI. Region 11. Skyview is number 5. Logan, number 6. Green Canyon, number 11. Ridgeline, 12. Bear River, 14. Mountain Crest at 21. Dead last. <laughs>